Welcome to Shotgun Story, the podcast that has conversations with indie creators about music, meaning, and the point of it all, so that you may be inspired by the journeys of other artists who are doing it for themselves, and maybe gain a little more understanding as to why it matters quite so much that you keep creating. For more information, or to find the show notes, you can head over to shotguntory.com. Jolene East is a singer-songwriter, a ukulele player. She loves to write authentic songs that bring out the emotions in people. Her stage name is Jolene, and she's also part of the band The Honeymooners with her husband Steve. And she's here, and I'm so glad. Hi, Jolene. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Thanks for having me on your show. (laughs) I've been following it all along the way, and it's been so much fun. Yeah, and you guys have come far to be here. Yes, we came all the way from Tweefontein Malkerei, where um, my husband and I have just moved to. We've um, moved into a Heisi Dasopi Plas and Bapsis, <laughs> and uh, we're working with Terry, the Malkerei owner, and we're booking jewels and booking 21sts and baby showers and all kinds of stuff at the venue. So nice. So, I mean, so much fun. Besides <laughs> music, you also do that kind of stuff. Yes, well, we've always had Rockford going in the East Rand, and we still do some bookings for some bars around the area there. And yeah, we've been in it and at it for probably 12 years, I think now. Yeah, so Steve's done it mostly himself, full time, and then I just helped out here and there with events. And now with the state of the world... We've had to change our ways of income and how to be creative in different ways. So we have changed. We're working from home. We're living at a venue now that anyone can book. So I think it is a good uh, restart for us and a good life forward because it's a bit more creative and it's a bit more easier to do and be who we want to be there. (laughs) So nice. So (laughs) lacquer. So how did music choose you? I think, sure. The moment music chose me, I think I was growing up with uh, staying over at my granny's house. Granny Cavill, she was great. And grand- my granddad was Patrick. They were so cute in English. And I used to stay there at like school holidays. And my uncle was in an accident when he was younger. Uncle Sheridan. Shame. He's now in San Michel. He's been there forever. And um, he was in an accident that... Um, made him not grow up so he's been 12 forever and I got to spend my school holidays with him and his microphone and his tape deck and his Jive Bunny LPs and his Elvis Presley and that's what we used to do at school holidays. Wow. So and then he used to tape me and I used to sing and it used to be sing and dancing and break for lunch all my school holidays when I was like six and seven and so on so I think that's when I was like, yo, I love music. I love dancing. I love drooling. I love jumping on the bed. I love breaking the rules. <laughs> and I think that's when it was like, okay, yeah, this is for you. Do it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, then I just, I think that's where it all started. And my dad used to be a DJ, a disc yoki, a oh. disc, disc yoki. <laughs> the olden days, I used to have a mobile disco with my uncle. So if we went out to DJ, I'd go with because I can help, you know, I can help carry the LPs for him. And I'd sleep underneath the desk while he would be DJing at someone's 21st or (laughs) a wedding. So my life hasn't changed much from then, except (laughs) now I drink. (laughs) 
just to keep alive, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, that must be... I think I just grew up with music all around me all the time. And I was in the quiet school and I did plays. My family absolutely loves karaoke. We're like that family that if there's a karaoke guy and we love him, we'd like phone the cousins and we'd be like a table of 23 and we'd be like okay our songs are in <laughs> and we knew this, I, my cousin Christine she's singing Madonna don't sing Madonna you're not allowed to you know you had to have your own like vibe of songs when you get to karaoke and that was probably when I was about 12 or 14 yeah. so it's just been fun to act and to just sing and to to make people feel happy and and entertain it's just such a such a glorious thing to share like it just makes people's day and you know putting on little concerts for our parents when we're younger and oh no it's always been fun (laughs) so nice and when did you start playing uke i started playing uke about five years ago i think yeah i said to steve my husband i can't do this i can't depend on a guitarist to come to band practice there must be another way <laughs> for me to. and she was like yeah learn the guitar and i was like okay cool and i took his guitar and i sat behind it and you could only see my face and my two arms and my legs you couldn't even see me and i thought this is ridiculous what is smaller than this machine i've got on my lap and uh, i think i stumbled upon a she and him album that uh, my friend and old bandmate Dave Stevens, a boy called Wolf, yes, he said, give us a spin. And there was a de Janelle playing ukulele, and I was like, this is it, man. This is it. I'm not asking a boy to come to band practice anymore. I'm doing my own music now. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of self taught myself. Thank goodness for the karaoke, you know. Otherwise, I would have never known how to teach Because <laughs> reading off the paper is just karaoke on a piece of paper, yeah. actually. And I taught myself and I played. And in the beginning, I was driving everyone insane in the house with the ukulele and singing. You know, at some point, Steve would walk in and go, have you listened to the original? And I'd be like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> But yeah, eventually I uh, played enough and you can't practice enough ever. So you're just carrying on practicing or practicing. And it just helped me like write down my songs and kind of build them in the structure that I wanted them to and make them work as like I wanted them to. And then when you have a band member coming out to actually play with you, jam with you and create something, then they put their like aesthetics to it, which, mm-hmm. is, which is quite nice because then... I like not knowing how the song is going to sound at the end. I don't know if that makes sense. But like sometimes you like plan something in your head and you don't see the end product. You don't see the end picture or you can't hear the end sound of it. You just kind of, you know, go with the universe and like, okay, if you want to change that, if that's going to happen, that's fine because it should come out how it should at the end, I'm sure. (laughs) It's all about the song. All about the song. (laughs) So... Since you started making music yourself, three to five highlights of your musical path. Years ago, Kaleski had this thing that they are signing up. Am I allowed to say the name? Yeah. All right. Well, Kaleski had this thing. They're signing up new new talent. But Afrikaans vibes, you know? Yeah. And I phoned my friend, Wolf Ears, Dave Stevens. I said, Dave, we're buying a 10-rand bottle of red wine. We're writing an Afrikaans tune tonight. 
I want to send it through to Kaleski. He says, what are you writing? I say, no, I don't know. We're going to watch Nerd for Nerd. I've got Sunette, my friend. She's, yeah, she's very good with Afrikaans. She can help us write. And we've got Kevin Hall, who used to be in the Hellphones in the Crystal Park. Yeah. And he's coming to record the song, so bring your guitar. <laughs> and we wrote a song. <laughs> and by 10 o'clock, we had the song. Yeah. It was called Bucky's Finter. <laughs> you know, quick, you know, if I'm going to sell it, let's do it. You know, yeah. let's give it a try. And I put it out there and it was, yeah, it was a, it's a lacquer song if you're Afrikaans and you're soaking, yeah. you know, because it's like Dave going on that guitar and he was like, da, 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 you know, it's like pulsating through, you know, mm. two-stepping over there. And we recorded it and I had it on my phone and we went to watch Vanilla Ice at Carnival City and my friend came out, Gary Potter, and he had a VIP lanyard and he said, who wants to go backstage to meet Vanilla Ice? And I said, me, I want to go meet. And everyone else, was, it was only one ticket. So obviously I'm going to get it because I'm the cutest in the, in the bunch, you know. <laughs> and I went backstage and I had this song on my phone. It was like one of these button phones. Like it's just, it had buttons, this yeah. phone. This is how long ago. <laughs> and I had the song ready to play behind my back. And you got to meet Vanilla Ice and take a picture with him and when I stood next to him I pressed play on this phone <laughs> and it started like and like this Afrikaans tune just started going and I grabbed Vanilla Ice around the hip and I said Vanilla in South Africa we soccer we socky and I just started socking with him and like the bouncers came closer and he was quite nice he was like oh no that was nice thank you very much and then I found I ran out <laughs> of this area phoning Dave going Dave we just went international with our song I just saw it to Vanilla Ice to it <laughs> and that was that was my top that was my top memory <laughs> of being in music and writing songs oh, that it. was super amazing <laughs> and um, that will be my claim to fame story I've saw it with Vanilla Ice <laughs> For Afrikaans girls, quite a lot to say, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're always sucky with a guy that can sucky at a jewel, you know. You know, <laughs> walk up to Vanilla Ice and just go, "Hey, let me show you something." <laughs> My second one would also be with Dave. It was when we played uh, Opie Kopi. Yeah, played Opie Kopi stop stage. It was twelve o'clock. It was such a lacquer suit. The rugby just finished and South Africa won. Thank oh. goodness. Because the bar was full of the toppies watching the rugby at the top bar. So obviously now I had to turn on my Afrikaans and I had to get those eye toppies outside to come draw and they did and it was amazing. We had such a lacquer day. It was like the best day because we didn't have time to change even. From there, we had to run down. You were playing a set um, with Fred and Calvin. And then after that, it was Crystal Park with yeah. Short Straw. That was amazing. Yeah, that was like the best. That that year was just one big jaw. <laughs> that was a good old pickle pee. I miss a pickle pee. Oh. <laughs> no. And I think those two are my top now that I can think of. Um, Musically, yeah. those two was quite like a. There's probably so ones. many more, but the tequila doesn't let me remember. <laughs> <laughs> so now, why do you do it? Why do you make music? Your ultimate, ultimate why? What keeps you creating? When it's, I mean, it's not the most sensible way to make a living. No, 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 definitely not. I think what makes me keep at it is the people. Mm. The people, without the people, I wouldn't have songs. Without the people, I wouldn't have a vibe. Without the people and what I learn from people, I wouldn't have 
a catalyst for that magic. You know, I think yeah. music is just my catalyst and getting like all the love and beauty that I learn from people around me, close to me. That's what I take in. Like that goes into my songs. That's 100% my energy. Yeah. Oh, it 100% is. And I mean, we pick up on it. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Oh, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Your songwriting process from first song idea to end result. How do you write? Well, sometimes I have maybe like a verse that will come to me and just like a, a note that pops up here and there. They kind of get stuck in my head. And then I write them out mm. and then I go back to them and I'm like, well, this is a cool story. Let me expand on that. Yeah. And then I kind of just try and rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want to make this rhyme now. And uh, it's, I think it's a bit tricky being Afrikaans because my mind thinks in such different tenses. Yeah. Because Afrikaans tenses are so different. And in Afrikaans, the thing could mean two things instead of one thing like one sentence could have like a double meaning mm. where in English it doesn't have that so sometimes I would write it thinking of a double meaning in my head in Afrikaans mm. but in English it doesn't so then I'll have to like change the story to be more descriptive yeah so that's mostly my process is just getting past that my brain yeah. being a bit off <laughs> And what makes you write in English rather than Afrikaans? I think English is just a bit a bit easier, mm. I think. Easier because that's life. Life is my English. Mm. I'm very bilingual in my friends and my family around me. So mm. I think Afrikaans could also be very beautiful, but I think of it more as a way of poetry than, the music. than music. Yeah, I'd rather sing in English and write nice things in Afrikaans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you collaborate? I do collaborate. All my projects have just been collaborations. I don't have one band that runs throughout my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because it's nice to use different people for projects because some people don't have the time or the means mm. to get out there, to get on an album. And they're good. You must, this, this guy on my album, Luca, Yes, man. He sounds like stand back, Albert Frost, kind of good, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's from Korea, and he was just someone that came to an open night. We used to run uh, open mic nights at Cool Runnings in Benoni, and he was just the guy that popped in and was like, "Can I play my electric guitar?" And I was like, "No, it's acoustic. You can't." <laughs> <laughs> and he was so he was he's really good looking. Uh, he had beautiful eyes, and I was like. Okay, <laughs> okay, but don't be loud, okay? And then we put him on and he played and it was just, wow, this guy is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, do you want to come to the studio with me? And we went to Barry Burke at the base station and Parkhurst and we just spent the whole day doing Malchut there. <laughs> and it was amazing. I was just like, what, how brilliant. And then we used to work with this one guy, Michael Eichbaum, he's also on my EP, he plays piano. And he plays piano like rock and roll from like the olden days. It's so lacquer, like, you know, when you imagine Great Balls of Fire and Jerry Lewis playing with his foot. That's, that's this guy, man. That's yeah. Michael. So he's on the album as well. And I was so happy to like ask him, just come one day, you know. It's just like always, it's lacking gatte, lacking gatte. Come to studio, guys. Come to studio. <laughs> and then you end up with such a lacquer project. It feels like 
everyone's EP. You know, it's not yeah. just my EP. It's, I was there and I had the songs. My piece in it was so basic. They're the ones that put the like cherry on top, as we might say, or some sprinkles on top. So talk about your EP because that's just been released. Yes, it's just been released via Just Music. For the first time I ever recorded was on A Boy Called Wolf Ears album, mm. I think. Or it was a Groove Assassins album. Or it was something similar. The boys were doing some recording and singing via like three different continents. And I got to sing a chorus on yeah. something with Dave. Yeah, I sang, share your Coca-Cola, share your marijuana, but on pirate DVDs. <laughs> that was my line. That's a good line. That's a good line. I went to Kensington and I recorded it there with Matthew Fink. And that was the first time I, I had ever recorded for an actual album. And <laughs> I messaged Matthew and I said... Remember you recorded me for the first time. Don't you want to master my stuff? And then he was like, this is so good, Joe. We'll give you a digital release deal from just music. Let me check it out and I'll get back to you. And I was like, yes. Okay, look, I've just asked for like, just master it for yeah. me, you know. Because him and Barry Burke work quite well together with producing and mixing and mastering. And I just thought those are the two guys I trust, you know, with my product. And... I sent it and they were like, yes, let's release it. This is lacquer. And Steve jumped on the artwork and he did some artwork for me on my EP cover. And I jumped on the jewel. So <laughs> <laughs> we were going to have a party at the Malkarai, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it all started happening. And I'm so excited that it's us and that people can actually hear it. Like, <sighs> It's magnificent to have somebody singing your words back to you. I'm so excited to hear it. And that's all going out into the world and people can hear it. Like, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's totally amazing. But yeah, and I'm getting nervous and I'm getting like, okay, what's next? What am I doing next? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if anyone out there has any ideas, so just <laughs> inbox me. <laughs> I'm there. I'll send you my CV. <laughs> <laughs> and a download link for my album. <laughs> my EP. <laughs> so now we all know, are aware there's so many challenges in this little music industry of ours. And you spoke earlier about people having to get creative to make things work. What have you seen people getting creative doing in the music to make money these days? Sure. I've seen a lot of people recording and getting their music out mm -hmm. which I think is the best I think that's definitely the way to go because this is a time when everyone's a bit bored and they have time to listen <laughs> where in the normal bustle of the day you don't really have time to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with your music so a lot of that's been happening I see a lot of people coming together and getting but more social. I've seen a lot of people be more social on Facebook and on all the different socials, which is quite good because that's the worst. I remember when we used to book bands and do gigs in Benoni and the band hasn't even shared the event once. You're like, come on, man. Oh, <laughs> You're getting no. paid for this gig. Just share it once at least. So it's nice to see that people have embraced technology so much mm. and it's good to see that the live shows are being happening and the donations are happening and the people are just more into it now. It's nice how people have climbed onto technology and that they're using it for 
the purpose of it, <laughs> you know. Totally. I don't mind just doing live things on there. That's fine. That's fine for me. I can do that. That sounds lacquer. It's just the internet speed that we worried about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah. But I think people have put a lot of time into their art and doing um, merch. I've seen a lot of merch come out. Different kinds of merch from beer to hoodies and glasses and probably G-strings. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good but idea. But who knows? A band name on the band will be lekker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> That's it. I know. It's, it's been wonderful to see bands opening up and being creative and thinking out of the box because I think our creatives are the ones that drive everything. Mm. Because having a nine-to-five, because you're working and you're having a job and all of that, but you're not driving change and creativity, which is a whole different ball game than a nine-to-five. I mean, I've been without work now for two years because of the events industry. Yeah. And we had to make do. You have to come up with solutions. You can't live two years without a job without thinking out of the box. So. Yeah. And if you get to do what you want to do and what's your passion, I mean, it's all right then. <laughs> it's all right then. It's all right then. It's all right then. It was on my first date. <laughs> at one point in lockdown, I found I found my friend and I said to her, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick and tired of this. I want to go out. I was crying. I was sitting in the car having a cigarette in the garage. I'd just come home from pick and pay and having like a, there's too many people too close to me moment. Yeah. And I found and I said, no, I'm not happy, man. Flip this, man. I want to just go out and draw and be happy. And I want my freedom back. I want to be free. I want to go to a festival. I want to sing with the band. I want to have dirty shoes. <laughs> I want to have a door ring in my foot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I want to slide in mud, you know, and ruin my outfit early in the day. It's fine, you know. I want that. All the things I used to complain about, I want that. And she said to me, I promise you, as soon as this opens up, it's going to be better than what you've ever expected. Yeah. And it did. I had three months of being booked as the honeymooners for every weekend. And we just kicked and geeked and geeked and it was amazing. Amazing. That just gives you hope. It's like, okay, well done, you know. You're going to take the boo by the wounds and be creative in different ways, you know. So, yeah. Wonderful. Thinking out of the box is the way to go. <laughs> I love that. Okay, song that you wish that you'd written. I was thinking about this just the other day. I wish I'd written Jolene. I would have changed the words a bit to make me sound <laughs> not like such a hussy. <laughs> Maybe just change the words a little bit, you know. <laughs> Maybe change the story a little bit because I think living your whole life with the song portrayed like a little hussy. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> I mean, it affects you on some emotional level, you know. <laughs> Dolly, if you're listening, you didn't have to be so ugly about it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have written that song. I love Dolly Parton. Commonly, she's made 80 million. 80 million. That was her one song. She had 80 million shares. Can you believe that? In records. Actual LPs that people bought. I don't even know anyone that has made that. No. I mean, she's a, a marvel. And just the other day, she turned 75. And then she dressed up like a Playboy bunny for her husband. How bloody cute is that? That is the best. She's like, 
I promise him that I will be dressed to look like a playboy bunny. She did it. It was so cute. Oh, she's cute. Hashtag life goals. Yes. Piece of advice for indie artists. Who piece of advice? Oh my goodness. I don't want to sound like one of those affirmation posters. Do it. Don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. I would say, remember to round off every moment like you would like it to be. A lot of people are going to have an opinion about your music, your outfit, the music, the genre, where you play, what you play, how long you play, how much you charge. Just make it your own. Don't worry about the rest. Just make it your own. When you record, record it. Make it your own. When you write, have your voice come through there. I think if you can be your rounded self, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not so authentic self, that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can be your rounded self, meaning that you can take any moment or opportunity or whatever you're busy with and make it your own, do that. Do that. It can have a little bit of everyone else in it, but do that. Keep it your own. Beautiful. And how can people hear more about what you're doing or get in touch with you? I have a page on Instagram called Jawling Music where you can follow me. I'm also on Facebook under Jawling, J-O-L-L-I-N-G. If you know me, you can friend request me. I'm Jolene East. <laughs> if you don't know me, then friend request me again. Also, I'm married, all right? Just putting it out there. Watch out, guys. I've got a few music videos out that uh, Rockford Media did for me. Mark Kretschmann and uh, Chris DeSantos and Steve East, they all teamed up as a Rockford Media team. And Chris is from Kabili Music Media House. Kabili Media House. And we did uh, two cool music videos for me, which are on YouTube under the Rockford channel. Also... I play my songs live as the Honeymooners, so you can might as well check out the Honeymooners band uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Come to a jewel, come to a jewel. And if you're looking for us, we're probably at the Malkaray, so if you have a weekend off, just come there. We're there. <laughs> and stream your new album and, and download stream it. Yeah, stream it, download it. Listen to the whole song, guys. That's the thing. People don't know. Can't just listen and skip the whole time. Yeah. I've been hanging out with a bit of older crowd people because, you know, life. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband's old, so all his friends are old. Yeah. And I have a different way of thinking, you know. And the, some people are like, they'll listen to 10 seconds and be like, oh, yeah, skip this song, skip this. And then I'm like, no, just listen to the song. People are so like weird. I hate, I hate that person at the party skipping songs. Mm-hmm. I'll punch that person in the face. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, this is not what this song is for. You can't have like two seconds of the song and go like, when you can you dance up the And then we must skip. It's not like, a, I'm not yeah. your remote. I'm playing this song. Listen to this song. <laughs> yes. Also, in terms of streaming algorithms. Yes, it won't pick it up if you don't listen to the full song. It no. doesn't pick it up. You will get penalized as a song. Well, all those 80s songs, I think all the like middle-aged women that have been getting drunk on rosé and dancing in the kitchen, they've been screwing it up for the 80s <laughs> <laughs> decade because they just like, play the other one, play the other one. <laughs> like, okay, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> Yay, it's so nice to see you. It's lovely to see you. And I'm so happy I'm on the podcast. Just check me. <laughs> We're going to play out with one of your... Songs from the EP. 
Yes, we will. Can't wait. Enjoy, guys. If you are an independent artist whose passion for what you do can inspire or fuel others, get in touch. I'd love to chat. You can find me on shotguntory.com. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. Walking down through this troubled town I fear I'll have a pint or nine This whole damn town crashing down I can feel your eyes Yeah.